Praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. Um, it's good to be in the house of the Lord, first time this year at youth, and I'm happy to be here. I'm sure everybody else is happy to be here. Um, just, just by a show of hands, how many of you guys made New Year's resolutions? Just any form, any, any, you know, lose weight, gain weight, make more money. Who, who made New Year's resolutions? Anybody? Everybody. Okay, everybody here made New Year's resolutions. Um, we just celebrated New Year's, and there's another holiday coming up. I don't know, I don't think a lot of you guys know about this holiday, but it's on February 1st. Does anybody know what happens February 1st? That's where 99% of all New Year resolutions come to an end. So if, the, if you're in that party, hey, God bless you. If not, then we'll take it to December, amen? So the reality of it is that many of us, we, put, we make ourselves resolutions. We make ourselves uh, ways to make our lives better. Because at the end, like December comes and we're in December, we're tired, we just want to get over, we want to start fresh, we want to start a new page. And January 1st, we're like, okay, that's it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus on this career path. I'm going to focus on, you know, trying to get married. I'm going to focus on uh, making more money. I'm going to focus on pursuing this and this, uh, this and that. But the reality of it is, like, halfway through the year, we forget about all of these resolutions. We forget about it. And this year, I'm, I'm sure, including myself, I'm sure that a lot of us made the decision that we were going to pursue God more. And... I believe that tonight, I'm just going to share a few, a few thoughts, and I want us to, to take these thoughts into the new year. And when I mean into the new year, I mean to the end of the year, and into the, the next year, the year after that, pursuing God. Um, what does pursue mean? And a lot of us, we hear so many things. What does pursue, the word pursue, actually mean? So after doing gently seek, the Hebrew word is radaf, which means to seek and chase something with great effort and energy. Which means that you want something, you're going to do everything you can to go and get that thing. You want a, a good career, you're going to do it to excel in that career. If you want finances, you want to do the best that you can to pay raise. If you want to get married, what do you do? You pursue that boy or that girl, right? Girls say that they like a persistent man. So what does that mean, guys? We've got to pursue a woman, amen? <laughs> I, guess, I guess, hey, everybody's in their own season. Everybody's in their own season. And we, we look at all these things, and we, we pursue a lot of things, but at the end of the day, when we come to the Lord, do we have that same energy that we use to pursue the things of this world? Do we have that same energy to pursue God? And... There's a verse in Psalm, and I, I really like this verse. It's Psalm 42, and it's the first couple of verses. It says, As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? As the deer pants for the water brooks. Um, this implies that that deer is thirsty. That deer needs water. As the deer pants for the water brook. If the deer wasn't thirsty, he wouldn't, he wouldn't pant for the water brooks. And even for our souls, do we find ourselves in a place where we say, God, my soul thirsts for you. My soul wants you. My, my receive the thing that I'm asking for from the Lord until I get to that revelation that I need from the Lord. Um, and entering into 2024, the first, the first thought that I want in of the things that enthrone our hearts, of the things that take 
dominion over our lives. We must do it with the full effort and full energy that God placed inside of us. Because oftentimes we take that same energy, we take that same pursuit to, towards other things, but we don't put it towards God. We take that same energy um, towards our loved ones, our spouses, our careers, but we don't put that same energy into pursuing God. The, there's a verse that says, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. And somebody who commits, who lives in sin, uh, he really prides himself on his independence from God, right? You know, somebody that lives in sin, somebody that pursues things other from God to help me because I'm doing very well financially. Um, you know, God didn't help me achieve this. I did it out of my, my work. I did this out of my selfish ambition. And when he prides himself in this, he's completely overlooking the fact that he's a weak slave of the sins that rule over his body and his mind. When, when, at the end of the day, they, they fail to realize that they're independent of myself. I do this oftentimes. I say, Lord, I, I will do everything that I can throughout the day by my own powers. And then at the end of the day, the things that haven't really happened in my life, that's where I'm going to come to you. The things that I haven't seen success over in my life, that's where I'm going to come to you. But everything else, all the other places in my life, I'm going to take care of on my own through God. If we are going to put our full energy, our full uh, the best that we can do into pursuing God, we have to set aside the things that rule over us, the things that have dominion over us, the, the sin or maybe the, the career or the, or the job or the finances. God will provide everything for us. But if we make God our priority, he will really bless us. And I want to look at a man in the, in the Bible. It's, this man is Abraham. And Abraham, uh, the story of Abraham and Isaac, it tells us a beautiful picture of, the, of, a, of a man that was fully surrendered. Of a man that, that in his pursuit for God, he, he abandoned everything. Um, the story is found in um, Genesis. We'll, we'll turn to Jacob wrestling with God, Genesis 32. But I want, right now I want to turn to uh, Genesis, Isaac, uh, taken by his father to be sacrificed on a mountain. Um, so Abraham was an old man when Isaac was born. And he was about 100 years old when Isaac was born. And he, Abraham waited a long time for this promise to be fulfilled in, in his life. God made a covenant with Abraham that your descendants would be like the stars in the sky, like the sands on, on the sea. And Abraham basically waited a long time. And Isaac, he, he had a very special place in, in, in Isaac's heart. And the Bible says that Abraham really loved his son Isaac. Um, and... God gives him a very, very specific... Let's start at verse 1. It says, After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, here I am, he answered. Take your son, he said, your only son Isaac, whom you love, to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, I will tell you. And the, 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 the Bible doesn't really give us a description of the night that followed the morning that they set out to... Uh, go do that, do the command that God sp spoke to Abraham. But I can only imagine the doubt that Abraham was going through. I can only imagine the, maybe all of the, the denial that he was going through. Like, Lord, you promised me a son. You promised me that my descendants were going to be like the sea, like the sand of the sea. You promised me that my descendants are going to be like the stars in the sky. But now you're giving me this command that I'm supposed to go sacrifice my only son. I don't have any more sons. I don't have any daughters. I don't have anything that can carry my lineage further. And the command that you're giving me contradicts the promise that you gave me earlier. 
You know, God, God, God's telling him, sacrifice your son. But, you, you know, a couple chapters earlier, you told me that your descendants are going to be like the, the stars in the sky. But Abraham decides to obey the, the, the voice of God, takes the wood, he takes the fire, and he takes a couple of his servants. And he's like, hey, Dad, look, we have the wood, we have the fire, we have everything that we need for sacrifice, but where's the sacrifice? We don't have the sacrifice. And just as Abraham is about to slay his son, as just as Abraham puts Isaac on the altar and is about to uh, slay his own son, don't, don't, don't sacrifice your son, don't slay your son, don't kill your son. Almost as God was saying uh, to Abraham, he said to Abraham, I never really intended for you to slay your son. I never really intended for you to, to sacrifice your child. I, want, I only wanted to remove him from the temple of your heart that I may reign unchallenged there. He wanted to remove Isaac from the, from the temple of Abraham's heart. Abraham really loved his son Isaac. Abraham was willing to do anything for his son Isaac. But at the end of the day, God said, who do you love more? Do you love me more? Do you trust me more? Or do you trust the Isaac more? Do you love Isaac more? Do you, want, do you want to invest in Isaac right now? Or do you want to trust in me? And in a place in Hebrews, it says that Abraham, uh, he, he, was, he was thinking that um, Isaac was going to be sacrificed. Isaac was going to be killed. But a place in Hebrews tells us that he was believing God, that God would raise him back from the dead after he had sacrificed him, after he had obeyed God's voice. Go of the things that control us. It requires us to let go of the things that take uh, throne in our hearts. And what, is, what made that look like in our lives? What made that Isaac look like in our lives? You know, for Abraham, it was Isaac. For Abraham, it was letting Isaac go. For Abraham, it was sacrificing Isaac to the point where God said, don't do it because now I've seen that you really love me. Now that I have seen that you have really abandoned everything in order to pursue me, in order that is the thing that we are willing to abandon today in order to pursue God fully this year. What is in order that we may pursue God fully this year. Uh, the next, oftentimes we think that, you know, God is going to somehow divinely just intervene in my life and God's going to give me at the exact time, the exact place. I mean, I'm going I'm to live just how I am right now. I'm not going to make any changes in my life and God's going to meet me somewhere at some time in just some really cool way and I'm just going to encounter God and, and I'm going to receive everything that I need from Him at that time. But pursuing God requires action from us as well. There's a place in James chapter 4 verse 8. It says, Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Let's open up to James chapter 4. James 4 verse 8. <clears throat> and when we read the, uh, the context of the verse, we, we see that there's a couple kind of do this and this will happen, do this and this will happen. We, we begin in verse 7, it says, Therefore submit to God, resist the devil. If you resist the devil, he will free from you. The next verse says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. That's if you do this, he will do this. If we draw near to God, he will draw near to you. Later on in the, ver in the verses we read that if you humble yourselves before the Lord, he will exalt you. So there's a cause and there's an effect. If we, if we draw near to God, he will draw near to you. And if we make it a priority this year that, hey, we are going to draw near to God, we're going to sacrifice the things in our lives that really hold us back from really pursuing God, 
And if we go to God and we say, Lord, I'm drawing near to you. This is, this is my way of drawing near to you. I'm laying aside this thing. I'm putting aside this thing. I'm setting aside a time and a place in order for me to seek you, in order for me to find you. And this is my way of drawing near to you. God's going to draw near to you. He's going to see your heart. He's going to see the humbleness of your heart. He's going to see where you are in your life spiritually, physically, financially, mentally, or perhaps any, any way. And God's going to say, Hey, I see the effort that you're putting into it. I'm going to draw near to you now. I see the effort that you are, that you are doing, that you're sacrificing the things that, that you think you know, other people are just indulging in, but you're saying, no, I'm not going to do these things. I want to pursue God this year, and God's going to bless you. And this is where we, um, this is where we turn to, to about Jacob uh, wrestling God. And before we, we read that, before we go to that chapter, um, I want to just bring up, uh, uh, not this, Andre, his dad, Andre, pastor, um, he was preaching on Sunday night, and he was saying about a woman who was, um, who was, she she had a she had a sickness basically, and she was going, she wanted healing in her life, and the way that she received that healing was that she pressed through the crowd, and she touched the hem of Jesus' garment. Her her mindset was in that time in that moment, her mindset was that hey, if I press through this crowd right now, if I go through this crowd. If I reach Jesus and all I have to do is just touch the hem of his garment, I'm going to receive healing. And with faith, she pressed through that crowd. With faith, she grabbed a hold of Jesus' clover, basically just touched it, and she received healing. And Jesus looks around and he says, I felt power go out from me. Who touched me? And the, the, his disciples were telling him, hey, you know, there's crowds that are pushing up against you. There's, you know, there are hundreds of people perhaps wanting to be healed, and you're asking, who, who touched me? And Jesus knew at that moment that that woman the faith that she had, the, 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 the things that she went through to get to Jesus was the way that she received healing. And I want us to look at ourselves tonight. What are, what are the things that we are willing to do in order to receive that healing, in order to receive that blessing that God has for us? Are we willing to press through other things in our lives that basically hold us back? Are we willing to press through and say, Lord, I'm not going to stop if it takes me 10 years, if it takes me 20 years, if it takes me 30 years to reach that stage in my, in my life where I, I know you and the, the stage of my life where I can just be in communion with you, that stage of my life where I don't have to be based on the things of this world anymore. I don't have to, I don't have to be led by my friends or my friend group or, or the things that, the, the, the sins that have power of my life. I'm not going to stop until I see breakthrough in my life. I'm not going to stop per persisting. I'm not, I'm not going to stop pursuing until I see that healing in my life, just like that woman. And the next, the next person I want to look at is Jacob. And Jason, Jacob, this is in chapter 20, uh, 32 of, of uh, and a man wrestled. It doesn't say who this man was. It just says that a man wrestled with him until daybreak. But later on, we see in the verses that Jacob basically says, for I have seen God face to face. So we uh, an angel of the Lord. And during his wrestling, during his wrestling, the angel of the Lord basically tells Jacob, okay, I got to go now. Daybreak is coming. You should go until he bless me. So this verse that we, look, that we see, this is just, you know, it's a small verse. But for Jacob, these few couple words meant a lot for him for the rest of his life. These couple of verses, I will not let you go until you bless me, had an effect on the rest of his life, on the, his generations. And when we look at ourselves today, persisting. I'm not going to stop knocking. I'm not going to stop asking until you bless me, until I receive the thing that you have for me. And God, he's willing to bless us, guys. Believe me, he's willing to pour out of himself for us. He's willing to do everything for us. 
But where is the heart that, that we have for him? Where is our heart? You know, I read one, one place that the reason why God doesn't answer our prayers, the reason why God doesn't give us what, what, we, what we want is because we, we ask it for our selfish ambitions. We ask it for ourselves. We don't ask it for the, for, to honor God with it. We don't ask it to, to uh, give God the glory with it. We ask it for ourselves. We ask it that, Lord, you know, give me this job because I want to pursue this, and, I'm, and once I get it, I'm going to leave you. God knows already all of these things. God knows the, your future better, better than you know it yourself. God knows where you're going to be in 10 years. God knows where you're going to be in 20 years. And we set ourselves all these grandiose plans. We set ourselves all these things in our lives. And God la- looks at us and he laughs at us. Like, guys, what do you as a priority over everything else in my, li- in, in my life? Pursue me first, and then everything else will be added to you. And the last thought I want to share before I'm going to close is that uh, it's fo- found in Psalm 63, verse 8. Psalm 63, verse, verse 8. And I like how the King James uh, Version puts it. I'm not, a, I'm not much of a King James Version kind of guy, but... I really like how King James put it. And he says, Psalm 63, verse 8, My soul followeth hard after thee, thy right hand upholdeth me. To follow hard after God. In, in, the, in, in, this, in this New King James Version, it says that, Psalm 63, verse 8. I opened up Psalm 68. Psalm 63. Uh, Psalm 63, verse 8, soul follows hard after you. What does that look like? What does that mean? My soul follows hard and seen that he is good. We have seen God's blessing in our lives. Those of us who, who hold and cling on to God dearly, like our parents, our grandparents, they were able to see God's blessings over their lives. They were able to go through persecution. They were able to raise amazing families. You know, we're, we're products of that. We're, we're grandchildren, maybe great-grandchildren of the, of the people that went through persecutions. And they were able to go through all of these things led by God because they persisted in pursuing God. They were willing to abandon everything in their pursuit for God. They were willing to put aside, they were willing to go to jail for their faith. And when I look at us today, the question that we put ourselves for ourselves is, are we willing to follow that hard after Jesus, like our parents did, like our grandparents did? Like David is saying that my soul is falling close to you. My soul is falling hard after you. What does that look like for us in 2024? A.W. Tozer once said, To have found God and still to pursue Him is the soul's paradox of love. We don't do it anymore out of selfish ambition. We don't do it anymore out of, you know, okay, if I'm going to do this, God's going to bless me. If I'm going to just do it, I'm going to pretend, okay, Lord, you know, here, I'm doing all these good things. God sees past that. God sees, is your heart in the right place? Does your heart have love for me? Are you doing this out of love? And to have found God for the people that know God, for the people that pursue God, and to, to do all these things, and to say, okay, I have everything I need, I'm going to stop pursuing God, is out of the question. And for them to say, okay, now that I have everything, I'm going to stop pursuing God, is out of the question. They continue to do it out of love, out of the love for God. And when we look at our grandparents, our parents, they, they, they didn't have much in the USSR. They didn't have much. They went to jail. They were persecuted. But they still did it. Why? Because they did it out of love. They did it out of the love that they had for God. They pursued God because they had love for Jesus, for, for God. And with that, I wanted to, to encourage us today out of certainty is that if we pursue God, if we pr- place God first 
in the thrones of our heart, if we, like Abraham, like Jacob, like that woman, if we pursue God and we're willing to abandon everything, we're willing to push through to the difficult times, I want to set aside the things that enthrone my life, the things that have dominion over my life. And I don't know like, what that looks like for us guys. I don't know what it looks like for us girls. But morning, we're in the evening, we're throughout the day setting aside time to pursue God. And I want to just encourage us with that today. And if, you know, a lot of us made that, probably made that decision at the beginning of the year. We have this prayer every day, at, every year at midnight on the 1st of January. And a lot of us make these, you know, February comes and we forget about it. We move on and we're like, okay, okay, that was just, you know. But let's start simple, guys. Let's start simple. It doesn't have to be something right away. Okay, God, look, I'm going to set aside three hours out of my day. Two minutes, three minutes, we spend in the word of God. Lord, this is my time with you today. This is the, the, God sees the sincerity of our hearts. We don't have to put on a show for God every single day. God sees your hearts, guys. God sees where you are in your lives. And he knows where you are. He, he knows what your plans are. He knows what your future is like. And all we have to do is trust him, believe in him, pursue him, and God will bless us. Amen? Amen. So with that being said, let's all just stand up right now. Let's go to God with a word of prayer. Let's go to God and say thank you, Lord, for this new year. And in this year, if, if you're willing to make a decision again to pursue God, if we're willing to make a decision again to say, Lord, I want to set aside everything. I want to set aside everything. Just in your prayer right now, say, the, say those words to God. Say those words, Lord, this is my time that I'm going to start with today. To spend these next couple minutes in prayer to you, to, to just... Spend some time in, in your presence. Just spend some time in communion. And let it just start small, day by day. And it builds, it builds, it builds. And at the end of the year, we say, Lord, this year I really pursued you. This year I really set aside my time for you. And God's going to bless us. Amen? Let's go into prayer. Father, we thank you. We glorify you. We honor you. And today, Father, you teach us so many things, Lord.